0: Welcome to Let's Talk Ed, and we are talking about uh, campus uh, security and safety, and uh, we're joined by Brad Smith, who uh, lives in this space in an everyday thing, and uh, Brad, I want to talk a little bit about a topic that is in the news a lot now, and uh, that is active killers, and it's something that... um, you know, at one point I think was a little bit dismissed by a lot of people, but now it's something that that you hear about almost on an everyday basis. And the reality is colleges are not
1: immune to this. Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately it's something that we have to train on, right? And we have to prepare for because it is happening and it's continuing to happen and it is a recognizable hazard for us and so a lot of thought and preparedness has to go into it and um so i'm happy to talk about any aspects of active killers um that you want to discuss
0: so you know one of the things that you know, it's a reality, it's being prepared.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there there are a lot of different ways to talk about how do we be prepared. There, You know, Alice is a very popular one. Uh, run, hide, fight, avoid, deny, defend. There are a lot mm-hmm. of different things. A- at the end of the day, they all sort of are giving the same message, but in a different way so in general talk about some of the things that, that people should be thinking about if god forbid they did get into a situation where there is somebody on campus that that is actively shooting and killing people
1: yeah so um, you know one of the things is again you know accepting personal responsibility for your safety right and that is to be aware of your surroundings, situational awareness, you know, paying attention to the surrounding exits and the um, availability of uh, emergency locations. Um, you know, what we try to do now is to teach the principle, right? So no matter where you're at, no matter what building you're in, If you know the principles of avoid, you know, defend, you can apply those no matter where you're at, right? And, you know, lock down, which means, you know, get into a space that you can secure, that you can barricade. But if you can't lock down and you see an exit, take the exit, right? And when you know the principles, you can apply them, no matter where you're at but I want to say something else too because we do focus a lot on um, response and preparedness but there is one thing that we don't talk enough about and that's prevention right because the first thing that we should be doing is focusing heavily on prevention how do we stop these things from beginning in the first place and Where that has taken us today is, you know, behavioral intervention teams, right? Uh, A location, a central location where you can report behavior which is concerning because a lot of these active killers, they go through a process, right? They're going through a process and and oftentimes we, we learn later on that they're injustice collectors, that they've been wronged, right? And in the end, they come to the determination that the only way to make this right is by hurting other people. But it's a process, it's a continuum. And if we can focus on prevention, right? Getting information to to those individuals who can do something about it from ever occurring in the first place, that is where we really need to focus, right? But we also have to understand even the best prevention mechanisms are going to stop every event, and that's when we need to also be prepared.
2: Uh, Brett, uh, you know what you're saying to me appears uh, to be focused on a on an individual or individuals who are from within the community, within the institution, and we've seen it happen in a number of locations. How would you? try to implement what you're talking about in terms of prevention, when you're talking about individuals from outside the, the uh, educational community mm-hmm. who are intent on doing harm or potentially doing harm. You've, you've gone through a couple of those scenarios. Do you mind walking us through the mindset and what you look for and what prevention means?
1: Well, a lot of times, many times, oftentimes, you know, somebody else knew right? Um, Something was posted on social media, or something was posted in a group chat, or somebody noticed a change in someone's behavior that was very concerning. You know, no matter what, you know, no matter where that person is, whether they're associated with a college or not, a lot of times somebody else knew, And giving that information to those that can do something about it is that preventative step, the intervention. We need to intervene before something bad happens. And that's really basic prevention, no matter the association to the location where the event takes place.
2: So this raises another question in my mind, and I I don't know if I'm thinking... Uh, right here but where does that cross the privacy of the individual and allows for the pr- potential protection because they haven't acted yet so how would you how would you go about it and i'm not trying to be an acer. i'm trying to think about as an administrator what is my duty because my duty is to preserve the safety uh, the physical and emotional safety of everybody that i work with
1: Yeah, so if we look at, for example, higher ed, and we have a mechanism in place to report uh, behaviors that concern us, the individuals who are receiving that information are a cross functional team of generally college employees that have expertise in different areas. You know, expertise in law enforcement and security and safety and then people with expertise in counseling and psychology, right? And then also other resources that they would have available to them, including a threat assessment process. You know, what do we know about this individual that's being reported to us? What behaviors have been witnessed by others? What is the content of the concerning information? and then taking that you know, taking that knowledge and applying it to a threat assessment process, and then based on where it lands on that scale, options will be presented to that team. Right? And so there's been a lot of research done on this, and there's been a lot of vetting done on these threat assessment processes. They continue to be refined, over time because you know, no, nothing is generally static, things evolve, but the tools are there to properly be able to assess these things and come up with sound responses or sound interventions, right? And there's a duty to protect. There's a duty to have a safe environment for employees, for visitors, for students. We have that duty, they have um, an expectation that when they're at the college, when they're in the classroom, they're as safe as if they were at home. And so we gotta be in the mindset that we gotta create that environment, right? And we have to do the things that we have to do to protect that safe environment.
0: So we're at a very high level as we, we think about preparation in all of this, both on the, the preventative side and, and the reaction side. What would you say is the best way to make sure that information gets out to, you know, everybody on, on campus, you know, all of your faculty and staff, and uh, even students? How do we make sure that we get that
1: information in their hands? So I think one of the biggest things is to normalize reporting, right? To have information about how to make a report readily available and to talk about it, maybe even at the start of each class, right? I'm a big proponent of talking about safety information on the first day of class, what do they need to know? Hey, these are the tornado shelters. This is where we go if we have to exit the building. This is the, the closest first aid kit. Just covering those basic things. And if there is a concern with someone's behavior, here's how you report it to individuals who are professionals that will look into it and make sure that that person gets the help that they need. And I think it's that normalization that it's okay to report concerning behaviors. And that it's not a punitive process, because I think sometimes it gets viewed, if I report this behavior to the college, they are going to take some sort of punitive action towards this individual. And what we're going to do is we're going to intervene at the level that's appropriate. And a lot of times that intervention is getting that person help, right? Maybe they need some counseling services. Maybe there's other services that they're in need of, but just don't know how to You know, get that service. And so, if we're normalizing reporting, we're coming in at that continuum. The person is very low on the continuum, but they haven't progressed up it. And so, the services could be just basic services of mental health.
0: So we've been talking with Brad Smith about uh, ways we can look at uh, active killing situations on campus. If you enjoy topics like this, be sure and subscribe to us here on YouTube. Ring that bell down below. You'll get notified when we post new content. And, of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Brad Smith and Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here. And let's talk again.